Whether we like it or not, we live in a deeply capitalistic world. Everything is measured in terms of money. If you're creating a product and want to know how many people it is going to help, all you have to take a look is your sales. Your hard work is measured only in terms of how much money it can create. I know that it sounds selfish and evil, but that's our reality and we all unconsciously follow this concept. Let's say I put a thousand hours creating this video or a movie or a product. Are you going to watch it just because I have spent so many hours creating it? Of course no. Why would you waste your time? My effort is not an excuse for you to waste your time and your money. On average, there are 700 movies produced in Hollywood per year. How many of them do you watch? A fraction. Although people have spent countless hours and money to create these movies. In other words, we're all capitalists to a certain extent. It's human nature. But here's the problem. The subject of money is not taught in school. We're taught chemistry, physics, literature, which are all important. We memorize a bunch of facts that we never use just to pass a test. But when it comes to money, which is an essential part of our lives, we somehow skip it and consider it as something unimportant. That's why we go and get a $100,000 student loan to get a degree that doesn't even guarantee a job. And the funny part about it is that there is no way around that debt. Even declaring bankruptcy isn't going to help you. You still have to pay for it. Don't get me wrong. Student debt has worked great for many people, but it also ruined a lot of lives, especially when 40% of college students never graduate. That college degree is absolutely useless if you don't graduate. Only if these people have been taught financial literacy back in school, they would have measured whether taking a $100,000 loan is a good investment in themselves or not. Fortunately for me, I did not get a student debt. I worked tirelessly throughout my college years to be able to pay for my tuition without getting into debt. Yes, I have missed a lot of parties, but I don't regret it. Student debt is just part of the problem. Even once they graduate, they keep repeating the same financial mistakes over and over. Even a thousand dollar emergency can push most Americans to go into debt. Less than 40% of Americans can cover unexpected thousand dollar emergencies. So here in this video, I'm going to give you the best money advice no one told you. Your school should have taught you, but it didn't. Your parents should have taught you, but they are the victims of the system. So if you're ready, give this video a thumbs up and let's dive in. Number one, be rational with money. Handling money is not as difficult as many people might imagine. It is a lot easier than you think. The key word is think. Most of our financial decisions are made without really thinking about them deeply. Why did you check that student loan? Because everyone else does. Wait a second, did you think about how useful it is going to be to you? Not really. Let me give you another example. When you buy a stock, for example, or an asset, you always think in terms of why buying that asset is a good idea. Maybe because it is undervalued. Maybe because it seems to you like it is going to double in the next year or so. But what most people do not consider is that and lose money when investing is because they don't ask themselves why that person wants to sell this asset. When you're buying Bitcoin, for instance, for $50,000, no one is creating a Bitcoin out of thin air to give it to you, like iPhones. You're buying it from someone else. The question is, 
If you're so deeply confident that the Bitcoin price will double in the next few months or year, if you know that it is going to reach a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, why is that person or that investment bank or one of the early Bitcoin holders who owns these Bitcoins selling them to you for just fifty thousand dollars? Doesn't he wants to keep it and sell it once it crosses a million dollars? Maybe because he knows something that you don't. Maybe the reality is slightly different from what you might think. Especially when you are competing from your dorm room with investment banks that have thousands of analysts working for them, analyzing every aspect of this asset. Let's take another example. Most people don't care about the small day-to-day -day expenses. A few dollars on a pecado toast or four dollars on a Starbucks coffee should not make a difference. Those four bucks that you spend on a fancy cup of hot drink do not seem to make a difference. At the end of the day, we work hard to earn money so that we can afford a more luxurious life. What's the point of denying yourself that pleasure if it's not going to make any difference at the end of the day? $4 a day is just $120 bucks a month or $1,440 a year, which is a lot of money, but still isn't really a deal maker since you're getting instant daily pleasure. Even if you look at it from a long-term perspective, like 30 years, it's just $43,200, which is not even enough to get you a house, maybe enough for a down payment in some states. But by then, you will be an old man. And secondly, if you do not buy that morning coffee, you will probably spend that money elsewhere. Let's be honest, chances that you will put aside every morning $4 aren't really high. There are a ton of people who do not buy a coffee every morning, and yet they are not in a better financial position than you. However, there is a different side to that story. Let's try to look at it from a completely opposite angle where that cup of coffee can be a deal maker between you becoming a millionaire or not. What is the opportunity cost of that daily coffee? What if you do not just save that 120 bucks, but invest it every single month over the course of 30 years? If you take the historical average rate of return, which is 10%, that would be $285,685, which is a decent amount of money. It is way more than $43,200, but it still isn't going to make you rich, especially after 30 years. However, when you start looking at it from that perspective, you start counting the opportunity cost of everything else. The avocado toast that you buy together with your coffee, your iPhone that you update every September, every time you eat outside instead of cooking at home, all the clothes that you buy but don't really wear, all the money that you spend on alcohol, and the list goes on and on. And if you check the total sum, it starts making a difference, a real difference. You realize that your chances of becoming a millionaire are very high if you choose to be more cautious of your spending. But you may say, what's the point of sacrificing my entire life so that when I am 70, I can sit on a pile of cash? And you're absolutely right. You should not. That's really dumb. Your time is limited here on earth. You're not going to live forever. You won't be able to take all that cash with you to your graveyard. You should do your best to spend as much as you can, except if you want to leave something behind for your kids. But at the same time, you do not want to worry about money all the time, throughout your entire life. That's why you should try to reach to a point where your investments are much higher than your expenses, and you will keep getting richer every year regardless if you buy that coffee or not, because your investments are growing. And that takes me to the next point. 
always think long term. Let's say you're about to get into college. If you think strictly in terms of four years, then getting a student debt, for example, is great because you will have the time to party, hang out with friends, and have fun while getting your degree. But if you think in terms of 20 years, you realize that you will have to pay off that debt once you graduate. The point isn't whether student debt is good or bad, but when you take any financial decision, think about whether in the long run you're going to be doing well financially. Of course, we do not know how long are we going to live, but life expectancy in the US is around 78.5 years, so it's better to plan that way even if you might not end up living that long. But here is another misconception that people have. Let me make it clear and simple. Money is not going to solve your insecurities. You can be driving Lambo, flying private while still be insecure. But if you're chasing money to feel more confident, attract more attention or build friends, then that's a bad idea. Money solves a lot of problems, but insecurities aren't one of them. People realize too late chasing money their entire lives only to discover that there are actually problems that money can't solve. So while it's important to strive to become financially independent, there are plenty of ways you can improve your life even if you're barely paying your bills. Anyways, it's time to go and get your two free stocks from Webull if you use the link in the description or check out my special course on Skillshare that will teach you how to invest in the stock market like those rich people do. And most importantly, give this video a thumbs up if you want to help us and subscribe if you're new around here. Thanks for watching. And until next time.